Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. No, I'm not for sale. You are Locked On Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Colts, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Matt Danley, and we are here on December 8th for Locked On Colts, and we are inching ever closer to the Sunday game, uh, ever-present uh, huge game against the Houston Texans. Uh, Sunday at 1 o'clock, it's going to ultimately... Uh, have a lot to do with how the AFC South looks. Uh, so uh, let, let's get right into it. We're going to uh, notch into a couple areas, kind of take a look back at their first meeting. And, uh, you know, that's uh, something that we're going to have a hard time getting out of our heads. But uh, we're going to go through it anyways a little bit. Uh, first of all, I want to say thank you guys for all the input you guys have been giving me. Uh, continue to subscribe to the podcast and uh, make sure that you guys are getting some reviews in. I've seen a couple new ones over the past couple days. I very much appreciate that. Uh, please keep that up, guys. If you enjoy the show, throw us a rating on there and uh, and let us know what you think about it. Those help uh, people come and find the show. If you look, you know, especially on iTunes, uh, other podcasts that are similar or whatever, people tend to subscribe to. Uh, other podcasts due to the ratings and reviews there. So uh, ours is very vis- visible. Ours is very visible. And I uh, appreciate any reviews and ratings that you guys give the podcast. Uh, do me a great service. I, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, so let's look at this. Uh, first of all, uh, brief, brief overview of what we think we're going to expect. Uh, we see Osweiler, Lamar Miller, uh, the obvious, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, the obvious weapons that are there uh, in Houston. Their defense is a little short right now. Uh, looks like uh, Jadavion Clowney could possibly still be out. He sat out practice on Wednesday. And we, you know what? We just really don't know. But here, here's the skinny of it. And we've been talking about this uh, over the past week, just little bits here and there. The Texans are definitely not as good as the Colts, regardless of their overall talent. Their quarterback is awful. They're, uh, they're, I mean, th- there are so many holes in their team, just like there are with uh, the Colts. However, one of the major differences is Andrew Luck versus Osweiler. Uh, obviously, we saw that Andrew Luck can be part of an explosion on offense, especially when the receivers uh, all come to play and are all on the same page, uh, when the offensive line can protect. And, uh, you know, all of that matters, but, you know, it's a lot less significant for the Texans. Basically, their defense is left to uh, try to limit Andrew Luck in this offense or they're going to get beat. I mean, uh, their offense just isn't going to put up points, and they they haven't over the past several weeks. And, in fact, since their Week 6 matchup, the Texans haven't put up 26 points since. Their highest output was 24 points, and that was once. 
they've put up 20 twice. But other than that, a lot of 13s, 17s, and 9s. Um, the, their offense is by no means uh, explosive. It's shown absolutely no signs of being explosive. They are anemic almost to the letter. I mean, they don't run the ball effectively. They don't pass the ball effectively. Uh, in, in fact, Football Outsiders has them ranked 31st overall offensively and has them 30th in the pass and 27th in the run. So, I mean, they're not effective whether you consider it to be uh, large scale or small scale. I mean, if you're looking at situational uh, passing and, and running, they're just not very good. But, you know, you have on the other side of that, you have an Indianapolis Colts offense who's right in the middle of the pack and almost in the top 10 and rushing as far as effectiveness and uh, situational. Uh, like I said, I've been telling you guys this all year. Frank Gore gets the job done, four yards a carry. I mean, I don't know what he's actually averaging, but often you see him get that four yards. You know what I mean? Uh, at a minimum three, sometimes he gets stacked up. Anytime the Colts run more than a couple times in a row, it's going to go for no yardage. But when they do uh, mix it up well uh, with the passing game like they did for the most part this past week, you see that one run uh, effective pass for seven or eight yards or more, you know, uh, luck passed for nearly almost 10 yards an attempt this past week so uh, you can definitely see how everything goes uh, and how everything works together simultaneously the the Houston offense definitely has none of that going for them. and when you look on the other side of the coin uh, you see uh, a Houston defense that's ranked 14th and 17th uh, 14th in the past 17th against the run and 13th overall but then you look at the Colts defense where they're 30th overall in Football Outsiders, but they're 29th and 31st uh, between pass and rush, respectively. So you've got a terrible offense for Houston going up against a terrible defense, basically. That's pretty much a push. And then you've got a, a, a middle-of-the-pack defense going up against a middle-of-the-pack situational offense, but with one of the best quarterbacks in the league on it. That's not, in my opinion, that is not even a close matchup. Uh, you, you look at it, and this is more of a paper matchup here when you think about it this way. The Colts are very much in the driver's seat in this one, pending any ridiculous uh, ridiculousness throughout this game. I mean, we, you know, it's not far-fetched to assume that that could be possible. But uh, with, like I said, with Andrew Luck, this set of receivers getting that three and a half, four, five yards from Gore almost every touch. And then a lot depending upon how the defense plays against a terrible quarterback in Brock Osweiler. Uh, I think that they're more than capable of, of doing a little bit. And we'll like, again, we're going to have to see Ted Monachino mix it up a little bit and uh, try to use some strengths, trying to get some of this uh, defensive line to get some pressure on him. And, uh, you know, Texans offensive line is nothing to write home about. So it's not, uh, it's definitely nothing different than they've seen in the past several weeks. Uh, they, they can definitely get through the middle. They can definitely uh, stunt on these guys. The biggest issue uh, by far is going to be the linebacker issue. And with Dequell Jackson's uh, stupid, stupid suspension, uh, this really puts the Colts in linebacking core that's already pretty bad behind the eight ball. So uh, that, I mean, if we're going to look, you know, somewhat at a keys to the game type thing, it's just don't lose the game from the linebacker position on defense. Because we got Edwin Jackson back there, and he's ultimately going to be quarterback in the defense. I think uh, they're going to put Antonio Morrison in there, and you know Pagano even said uh, Wednesday 
that they've basically, you know, previous to this had relegated him to special teams because he's a hitter. I mean, that makes sense, right? You don't stay in your lane and hit somebody on special teams. That's pretty simple. Uh, defense is not so much stay in your lane and hit somebody, you know, so he's going to have to use more than, uh, you know, a little bit of, uh, cognitive awareness when it comes to playing defense, especially, you know, when you look at Lamar Miller and and some of the guys they have on offense too, you know, he's not going to be able to just step out on the field and be successful. Uh, like they said, I told you guys the other day, they have Dion King, and uh, a couple other guys, and they actually uh, brought up Luke Rhodes from the practice squad to the 53-man roster. We talked briefly about him, more or less just mentioned him in yesterday's show. Um, But they're going to have, you know, uh, a lot of guys rotating in and out of there, that inside linebacker spot, and it's definitely going to be, I mean, I, I guess it could be interesting. Let's just hope it's not a complete disaster, you know, because Clayton Gethers is not going to play. I mean, I'm We've already moved into Thursday, depending on what happens today with his practice situation, but it doesn't look like he's practicing. I mean, it doesn't look like he's going to play. He didn't practice on Wednesday. You know, this is something that the Colts really can't take uh, for granted at all, uh, that, you know, it's just going to be all right as as they move forward without one of the, you know, basically their best inside linebacking option. And uh, the very, man, you know, this stuff just kind of pisses you off. I mean, how uh stupid and selfish do you have to be to take this crap i don't care what it is you know it doesn't matter if this guy is actually injecting steroids into his arm or if he's just taking a banned substance now if you're looking at severity of stupidity sure either way it doesn't make it one or the other not unstupid you know if he's taking a substance or he's ingesting something that he that is banned he's got people for that the colts staff there are cult staff members that take care of that they team doctors his doctor they're all aware of what's on the banned substance list that's stupid there's no excuse for it i don't care what it is there was no excuse for mathis getting it there was no excuse for Aunt arthur jones there was none ex- no excuse whatsoever for these guys absolutely stupid it's selfish uh it's laziness i mean you know they either put it in their body intentionally or they're just stupid enough to not care and not pay attention and not tell somebody and not ask and not make sure before they take something that it's okay. There's just no other way to look at it. It's very cut and dry. There's an actual list, people. I mean, there's a list and these things are attached. Like there's a certain substance and because this substance is inside of this drug, which is known for performance enhancing, that drug is banned too. Okay, but there's a list of all these. It's a subsidiary of each individual drug and everything underneath it ingested with that drug is also banned. It's a very simple process. They know what they can and can't take. Anytime they take something abnormal or on the list or something they haven't taken in the past, they're taking a chance and a risk without asking and going through the proper channels. It's very simple. I mean, they have people for this, guys. I mean, they have car service for guys that go out and get drunk so they don't get a DUI like some of the idiots that used to play for the Colts. There's a service for all of this crap in the NFL. There's no excuse for it. They're letting the team down. Uh, they're letting fans down. You're letting the city down. I mean, it's just, it. they all did. And like I said, Mathis did it. Jones did it. And Jackson's done it too. They've all let the team down. They've all let everybody down. 
And uh, it's stupidity. There's no excuse for it. They all think they can get away with it. They all find out that they're not going to get away with it. And my guess is that just like similar ones in the past, this has been known about for a few weeks. So the appeal process is already over. And that's why he got the suspension for the four games. So just uh, inexcusable, in my opinion. But as we look at, look ahead to this, I'm not real sure where I was at before that. But that you know that those, this kind of stuff just ticks me off because it's just so simple to follow these instructions and these rules, and they just don't do it. You know, everybody wanted to feel sorry for Mathis because of why he took whatever drug for to help get him and his wife pregnant. I, I don't understand that. I mean, look, do it in the off season. To me, it just makes no sense to to do that when you know you're going to get busted for it. You know, there's other methods. I mean, to getting it other than stuff that's banned. You know, I, I don't, I don't understand it. I think it was a, a half empty excuse, to be quite honest with you, uh, regardless of how loved he is. And I, I just think it was uh, a simple excuse. Everybody's got an excuse. They all have something. I didn't know. I didn't mean to. This or that and the other. They're all teenagers, basically, when it when it comes to this stuff. But anyways, like I said, I'll get off my soapbox on that. But when we look at the injury report for the Colts this week, uh, like I said, Clayton Gathers, he didn't practice on Wednesday. Denzel Good, still going through the concussion protocol. He didn't. Uh, Zach Kerr didn't. Uh, Kurt Majit didn't. All three of those guys with concussions. Frank Gordon practiced. That's not injury-related. Andrew Luck, he was limited with right shoulder. You know, that's like I told you guys from the beginning of this whole Uh, thing with his right shoulder weeks and weeks and weeks ago that's something they're going to do every Wednesday uh, early in the week you know to to keep his arm as fresh as possible when it gets closer to the uh, game day Uh, Robert Mathis didn't practice because of his bicep and Patrick Robinson was limited to the groin now there was reports about Vontae Davis just kind of being in the light practice and stuff but he's not on the injury report whatsoever for week 14 so I'm not real sure what's up with that I would assume he's all right um, it'd be nice to see him have a really good week this week. I I think he needs it. And I I think the, the team needs it more, more or less, you know? So, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that, uh, the Colts need to do really well. Not so much because I think that the, the Texans should be able to come back like they did the last time they met up, but I just feel like it's, uh, it's needed. They need another game, uh, like last game. They've still, they have to prove points every single week you know, throughout the rest of the regular season. They've got to put each team in their place. They've got to win by more than one score, at least 10 points, you know, and they should honestly, I mean, I'm not going to, I, you know, like I said, I told you guys I was, I felt a little bit ridiculous even uh, with my prediction for 31-13 over the New York Jets. I'm not going to make such a bold prediction uh, for this week with the Texans. It's an inner division game and, Typically, divisional games aren't like that. They happen every now and again, blowouts, but they're just not very often. It doesn't matter who's matching up against who, what division it is, or anything like that. I definitely think this should be a double-digit deficit, though. I mean, the Colts are already a six-point favorite. Uh, I think that's normal and natural, and you know that's basically based off of being at home. So I mean, what that I think they they count four points towards home, so they're basically a two point home favorite, and I think that's ridiculous. They should, I mean, Vegas isn't going to give them a double digit home favorite, but they should be, and they will be, and they'll win by at least ten to thirteen points. Uh, I don't think there's any doubt in my mind. Uh, they would have to have a colossal explosion uh, on both sides of the ball of just poor play and stupidity 
to lose to this team. I think this Texans team is absolutely pathetic. It was one of the teams I thought was going to be one of the higher risers in the division. Uh, I thought they were going to be competitive in the AFC in general, and they're just awful. You know, they they have some injuries as well, uh, some key injuries nonetheless, of course. But they're still at this point with who they're putting on the field, they're awful. So, um, and if you guys remember the last game that they played in Week Six, uh, the Colts were up twenty-three to nine with seven minutes to go, and then the Texans took that uh, drive, went all the way down the field. The Colts played that stupid defense that they continue to play, just backing off, allowing everybody to catch everything in front. And then it hurt them once they got in the red zone because Lamar Miller, on a third down situation, caught a pass five yards short of the first down to go, uh, went through nine defenders, got in the end zone, and obviously that was the beginning of the end for the Colts because that made it 23-16. Colts are on and off really quick. Gore did get 100 yards in this game, but then the Texans get the ball with 150 to go. Uh, down a score, uh, throw a screen to Miller, one to Fedorowicz, and then Osweiler to Fedorowicz for a 26-yard touchdown and basically just gets right through the middle of the defense. And uh, tie score, then they go to overtime, and that that's it. That's all she wrote. You know, the Colts were uh, pathetic in that game late, but they just, I mean, it's so crazy too because when you look at the first half, I mean, they were up, you know, thirteen to nine, then twenty to nine, and and it just was twenty three to nine. Then and it just you know it just seemed like it was going to get run. They were just going to run away with it, and they they obviously did not. the uh, The Texans were decent enough to come back and, and beat them, and that just sucks because the Colts should have smoked them, and uh, the Texans were not the better team that day, but uh, the Colts are the better team by far right now. And we should see, uh, I think we're going to see another blowout. I think, I mean, and when you say blowout within the AFC South, that's at least two scores. So I'm, I would suggest that uh, it would be somewhere between um, 13, 16 points, you know, somewhere around there. That's just my personal thought process at, on the mo- at the moment. Osweiler's bad and getting worse. And, you know, the, the Texans' offense just looks like it's struggling throughout. Like I said, they can't run, they can't pass. And, you know, they're basically relying on field goals consistently. So we'll look a little bit more into this uh, as we do our Locked On crossover with uh, Locked On Texans. And uh, we'll get into a little bit more of the nitty-gritty of this matchup then. And I'll throw you a prediction tomorrow uh, on Friday. And uh, and we'll do that. So uh, thank you guys for joining me here on Locked On Colts. Let's do it again this week. And uh, hopefully the Colts can come to bat and, uh, you know, like I said, continue to turn the rest of the league into people that are paying attention to the Colts and that they should because if they come out of this AFC South hot and they win the rest of these games or they at least go, you know, 4-1 and over these last five games, uh, I think that the Colts uh, could be one of the hotter teams in the NFL and that makes them dangerous. You know, it doesn't make them good. Not in all aspects. It doesn't make their flaws any less uh, uh, problematic, but it certainly makes them dangerous. So um, when they can, you know, they're going to be probably playing somebody in the AFC West too in one of those wild card spots. So they can beat those teams, but they're going to be difficult. Denver's beatable. They should have beat Kansas City the last time. Kansas City was just better uh, in, in, in the big spots, and the Colts weren't. 
that was uh, the gist of it. But they're beatable. So uh, we'll see. It depends, you know, if the Raiders could uh, very well be in one of those fifth or sixth spots as well. So that's probably who the Colts are going to end up playing if it comes down to it. So, uh, and the Colts uh, squeeze their way into the playoffs with a divisional championship. So come back, give us a review, and uh, thank you guys for every day. I appreciate it. I'll be here tomorrow. I hope you will be too. I'll talk to you guys on Friday right here on Locked on Colts. You are Locked on Colts. Your daily podcast on the Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.